What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. The one that everybody wants, me. You're going to acknowledge me. All right, everybody, guys and girls, welcome back to another edition of the SmackDown Review, the actual 85th edition since I've been here doing the SmackDown Review, so Ocho Cinco, I did have that written in my notes here, but we're going to be covering the SmackDown that uh, took place on June 3rd, 2022. I am Michael Ritter, the host of the show here, one of the hosts. You can find me on Twitter at Michael5Ritter or on Instagram at MichaelRitter5, also the host of the Football Function Podcast. Available on all of your podcasting platforms. Joining me on today's episode, my usual co-host, John Carrasco. John, how you doing? I am doing pretty good, man. And it's, uh, you know, good to be back in the chair. So, I mean, definitely back. I'm happy to be back here. And this was a good episode, man. I can't really complain about it too much. I mean, maybe some highs and lows. But then again, good match overall. 
Yeah, a go-home show, obviously. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it is good. Like you mentioned, to be back in the chair, it does feel good to be back on our normal routine. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. really sure, to, uh, uh, you know, today if we were going to be back on our normal routine. Oh, yeah. So the fact Just that we are... surprise you. Definitely, um, hell yeah. You know, I'm glad to be back. But anyways, um, yeah, last week, like you mentioned, hell of a SmackDown. I feel like tonight was a pretty good SmackDown as well. So... Not really going to waste a whole lot more time um, beforehand. We can kind of just dive in here because at the end of the show, we are going to make our quick predictions for the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view this Sunday. But like we said, this episode of SmackDown aired on June the 3rd, 2022 from Columbus, Ohio. And it starts with Drew Day, that's Drew McIntyre and New Day, versus the Brawling Brutes in in a rematch from last week. But beforehand, before the match actually gets started or anything like that, we do get a promo from Drew McIntyre, and he obviously gives a shout-out to Big E and then confirms that he will be challenging Roman Reigns for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship at Clash of, at the Castle. But he does say in the meantime he'll be able to um, you know, help out the New Day and have their back and fill in for Big E as quote-unquote Big D. So what do you think about that pairing there? Drew McIntyre basically saying, hey, until I have to, you know, get serious and handle business with Roman Reigns Labor Day weekend, I am more than willing to, uh, you know, fill in here and be an honorary member of the New Day. And they even had a little custom kilt there made for him. But what do you think about that? Well, I mean, of course, adding Drew to like any tag team, you know, faction or anything like that. I mean, that's freaking, you know entertaining i guess yeah. you say i mean they definitely or the crowd definitely popped at the very beginning of this whenever new day like you know they came out and everything so i mean for them to get the reaction like that i mean of course you know it's true you know you got like it's like adding like what would you say like uh current day i mean to be completely honest Jonathan it's Taylor, like maybe it's like <clears throat> and I, i'm not saying that the new day is like the warriors but what I'm saying is okay, it's, it's gotcha. like it's like adding Kevin Durant to the Warriors, yeah, you yeah. know, because Drew McIntyre is that caliber right of player. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, to a different extent, obviously, it's more so adding Kevin Durant to the, you know, Denver Nuggets maybe or like the Portland Trailblazers or something like that. That's kind of how I view the New Day. But anyway, that's just like a basketball analogy. But oh, yeah. I get what you mean. Adding Drew McIntyre to your group or anything like that, that moves the needle. I mean, oh, yeah. we've played flag football before. You know, there's beasts out there at the flag football field who you know, like, they don't necessarily have a team. They kind of just float around, but mm-hmm. they're difference makers. So if you get one of them on your team, you have a good chance of winning. But anyways, that's just kind of, you know, where the New Day are. And obviously they um they do get the positive benefit of having Drew McIntyre on their, on their team today because mm-hmm. they get to see him dominate from bell to bell. But... The match doesn't necessarily go according to plan for the New Day. I mean, we do get that six-man tag match immediately after this little promo, the opening of the show. The match itself lasts around 15 minutes, roughly. It does end with Butch delivering a bitter end to Xavier Woods as he was kind of distracted by Sheamus. So they do get the win. Uh, Butch and the Brawling Brutes get a little bit of revenge on the New Day, and um, they pick up the win here, but, I mean... What do you think about, I guess you could say, them getting even, obviously, meaning that the the, the program here, the rivalry between the New Day and the Brawling Brutes, isn't necessarily going anywhere. Like, we're going to probably get it next week on SmackDown. Well, I mean, I could say, I mean, it's kind of getting to where that it's like getting old stage, you know? I mean, yeah, the addition of Drew, I mean, 
kind of like spices it up and everything like that. But I mean, it's just it it just feels like it's being dragged at this point. You know, like we're getting the same stuff. It's not really nothing different. I mean, there's like nothing like the you know superstars are doing to like kind of make this like oh I want to watch this match. You know, it's just like it's like a rolling with emotions type thing. You yeah, know? and I mean. I, I can't get behind the brawling breeds. I mean, it's kind of hard to... I definitely can't. Uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to, like, I don't know, to pick a favorite. You know, of course, you got Sheamus, you know, the best one out of him. You know, I guess you can lean that way. But, I mean, even with all that, I mean, he's very minimal in matches. It seems like, to me, it seems like they're just trying to push Butch a little bit more over, like, Ridge, I guess you could say. Because Ridge, yeah. he's definitely not... And I was telling you this earlier. He's definitely not... High on my book, you know. Yeah. I mean, he, he it seems like he's like a very amateur, you know, local talent could probably do better than him in my eyes, you know. I don't know. It's just Yeah, I mean, hey, to each his own. You're you're evaluating it. You see what you see, you know, mm-hmm. trust your eyes. And if your eyes are telling you that Ridge sucks, there's a good chance that Ridge sucks. Yeah, and like, the only thing that I can get from him that looks I mean, whenever he hits him with like that shoulder tackle and they like flip over yeah. and stuff like that looks like the best thing that he's he 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 brings to the table for them, you know. Like I don't know what uh, what he was saying whenever Seamus was talking, but like, yeah, it 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 just wasn't catching my attention, bro. I was just like, I can change the channel on this guy real quick if I wanted to, but I'm just like, I don't know, man. I can't get with it. You know, it's kind of hard. Yeah, I remember whenever he was cutting those promos before Seamus returned, and he was basically just you know ball washing, pretty mm-hmm. much just saying, "Oh, I can't wait for Seamus to get here. I've looked up to him oh, yeah. for pretty much my whole life and all that I stuff." Remember. You know, yeah. so. I feel like they needed Sheamus because that was kind of getting like he wasn't going to last long, kind of uh-huh. just standing on his own, you know, having to speak on his own. Sheamus, obviously, he's the one who's cutting the promos before the match. And when they come out, basically saying that uh, he calls him Little D, obviously, taking shots, all that good stuff. I mean, it was a pretty good <laughs> promo for Sheamus. Yeah, Sheamus can definitely go, uh, can go toe-to-toe with damn near anybody in the business. But moving on here to something else that happened in the show, Max Dupree announces backstage that he has signed his first client for Maximum Male Models. Uh, any guesses on who it might be? Bro, whenever I was watching this, like, just seeing him, like, probably, like, an inch, two inches away from, like, Adam Pierce's face, I'm just like, skin kind of He does that. I'm, I'm yeah. just like, gosh, dang. All I'm up like, in his grill. I was like, bro, he's probably, like, smelling your stanky breath, you know, if I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking of myself. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I couldn't, like, think of, like, anybody that could have matched, like, that dude's, like, personality at the time. I, uh, yeah, so I'm kind of clueless on who he's going to bring out next week. Yeah. Um, I mean, it has the making of a hill. You know, mm-hmm. it has, like, the writing of the wall or writing on the wall that this could be a hill. I mean, one thing that we kind of talked about off air was that Cesaro has kind of been rumored that he might be on his way back to WWE. Interesting. He's kind of been a little bit of a one-size-fits-all, a little mm-hmm. bit of a spark plug or a utility player, I guess you could say, like somebody who can be used multiple ways. And I think that this could be something where they bring him back and it's something different. It's a fresh coat of paint. You put somebody who is, who's as good on the mic as Max Dupree, you know, I'm going to try to call him by his new name, <laughs> and then somebody who's just overall in the ring as good as uh, Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Now, Cesaro isn't necessarily as good on the mic. You know, you give him a mic and you put him in a program, he had a, a little bit of a run with Roman Reigns. 
But that wasn't necessarily like you don't look back on that and think, damn, you know, Cesaro was cutting some mean promos in that little program that they mm-hmm. had going on. You know, you think back on it, you think, well, I mean, that was kind of where he peaked, at least here recently in the WWE. So I know it's speculation at this point. If he were to come back and join Max Dupree, I just feel like it would be a little bit of a a way to get people more interested in that because he has a big fan base. You know, people love Cesaro. So if he joins in with that, I think that uh, it would certainly be beneficial for um, maximum male models. Well, I could say that I do miss those uh, uppercuts that he gives. Yeah, those European uppercuts, mm-hmm. I believe they are, and just the signature swing, you know, like oh, I yeah. said, um, we don't know, we never knew whenever we got the last one, you know, right. we didn't get to appreciate the last swing, so hopefully it wasn't the last swing, and it was just, you know, the last one for a little while, and we'll get to see it here pretty soon, but mm-hmm. he will be introducing that Maximum Male model next week, so we do get a little bit of time to uh, ponder, maybe see if anything gets leaked or something like that, but I guess we'll see what... uh. What happens? I was going to say, okay, just kind of like thinking, like, you know, just while you're talking and stuff like that. One person that I can see that's like that dude is your best friend, The Maze. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, my gosh. See, that's the thing, though. <laughs> uh, they're... I'm trying to think of a good way to explain it. That's like putting, you know, two bulls. And I already know that this is a bad analogy, so I'm not even going to continue on with it. But pretty much, that's like putting two dudes in the same position. You know, you can't have those two guys. I mean, you need them on separate shows kind of doing the same thing. You know, providing that same, like, annoying, arrogant, I'm way better than you, and there's nothing you could do about it, like, type of character. But I do see what you're saying, although I will disagree. Definitely not my best friend. But anyways, (laughs) we can go ahead and continue on here uh, in the show. They do show a pretty long video package just promoting the Hell in a Cell match. Cody versus Mm -hmm. Seth, part three. Cody Rhodes has gotten both wins in the WrestleMania match and the WrestleMania Backlash match. We'll get to our predictions a little bit later, but this being the only Hell in a Cell match, I do believe that's why it got a little bit of the extra promotion more than uh, any of the other matches. But... Continuing on here in the show, Jinder Mahal versus Humberto Carrillo. 
Funny stuff. Yeah, Shanky, obviously, dancing pre-match backstage. I mean, I don't know what the hell's going on in Shanky's life, but I'm jealous. You know, uh, <laughs> as somebody who just recently watched the movie ATL, if I were to guess, if I was a gambling man, I would guess that Shanky got some cutty or something like that. For him to just be in such a, you know, a good mood or, you know, just be dancing around for no reason. Music doesn't even have to be playing, and this dude's just, you know, feeling feeling pretty chipper to say the least but yeah i mean he's dancing pre-match gender mahal obviously tells him he needs to take it serious tonight you know last week your dancing nonsense cost me the match and um I, I just don't need any of that happening this week you know so absolutely no dancing he made it very clear before the match but that dancing actually pays off mm -hmm. and it pays dividends this week because it distracts the referee and uh, allows Jinder Mahal to steal a win. And then Shanky, after the match is over, has a little bit of a dance with Samantha Irwin to celebrate. Well, let me say she was looking mighty fine. Oh, man. She doesn't get enough camera time. I will say that. And another thing. Let me correct you real quick. Samantha Irvin. Damn it. All Irvin. right. Sorry. I, I, I wasn't sure about it, but you didn't address that first. You know, you should have definitely addressed that first. But anyways, but, yeah. All but, right, yeah. My bad. My bad. But the only thing, only reason I say that is because she liked one of my tweets. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. But <clears throat> sorry, everybody, but I had to get rid of it. I was about thing. to say, why don't you see if she'll <laughs> like another one of your tweets, huh, bud? <laughs> but I mean, man, I, I was <clears throat> like seeing this last week and it like still like following through shanky and his stuff like that it's it's great you know it's entertaining now and i man i can't really see like the the direction that they're trying to go i guess you could say like maybe like a feud between him and gender you know but, oh, I mean, it's heading that direction for yeah, sure i mean that, that that's the only thing i could see about it but i mean like the outfit that he wore you know it's kind of like he, he's starting to like personalize himself a little bit you know like it's it's starting to uh show a little bit so I'm okay with that. I mean, yeah, but the match and everything, I don't know about the Los Lotharios. You know, they're getting their little shine, I guess you could say. But, yeah, I'm kind of past them guys, too. But I think it was a good match. Good good for gender, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, trying too hard. You know, they're coming out there, you know, flexing their abs, you know, showing off their muscles, doing the kiss cam, all that stuff. Trying mm -hmm. a little bit too hard to impress the ladies where if you break out the dance moves, you're going to get the girl. There you and go. Shanky has proved that you don't have to try too hard. You just got to try. You know, don't work harder, work smarter, I guess, uh, yeah. is a better way it to put it. It was crazy to see him get uh, Samantha Irvin off her chair and everything and get her grooving. I was like, Pat McAfee okay. was vibing over there, too. I, you know, kind of get it. This song actually hits. Like, he just said that. I wasn't sure if he meant to say it on his mic, but he was like, oh, my God. Oh, man. Yeah, that was, that was funny. some good stuff right there. Moving on to the women's six-pack challenge for a number one contender's spot against Ronda Rousey. And Pat McAfee does kind of jokingly say whenever they advertise this, he said, don't worry, this match is happening. Just as a little bit of way to poke fun. You know, he'll say one of those. I mean, at least one a show. Yeah. You get Pat McAfee saying something where if you're not actually paying attention, it will go completely over your head. And I do feel sorry. That's kind of like rewarding the people who are actually paying attention. But anyways, let's go ahead and get in here. Well, who was on this match? I don't have it written down, but I'm going to try to remember. I know it was um, Shayna Baszler, Natalia, Aaliyah, Shotzi, Zia Lee, and Raquel Rodriguez. Okay, mm -hmm. so those are the six. But um, Aaliyah is initially locked in the locker room. They show her kind of banging on the door and all that stuff, trying to get out. Ronda Rousey watching from ringside. They definitely set the stage to make this um, seem like one of those segments that you didn't want to miss. You know, you wanted to kind of sit tight. 
like uh, Joey, you know, somebody who I've, I mentioned all the time. He used to specifically use women's matches as his, okay, I'm going to go get some food. Like, that was just literally, like, he would always say, and I would always be like, that's kind of weird, you know? Like, why wouldn't you want to watch the women wrestle, you yeah. know? Like, and that was just kind of <laughs> like one of the things with, hey, you know, just dude likes his wrestling, you know, whatever. You know, he's going to not, um, I guess, give the women a chance to uh, earn his, I guess, TV time. He just felt like, hey, if I'm going to miss any match, if I'm going to go get some food, I would rather miss, um, you know, one of these lackluster women's matches. And this, keep in mind, he hasn't watched, you know, as detailed as he used to. So this was before the women's revolution and all that stuff, whenever they were still, you know, putting on just terrible matches, fighting for the Divas Championship, not the Women's Championship. Obviously, the women's division is a lot different now, but we can get back into this match. Aaliyah does come out. She immediately goes after Shotzi. They kind of brawl all over the place. Raquel, she goes on to dominate the match for the most part, delivering a Tahana bomb to Shotzi. But immediately after that, she gets put in a chokehold by Shayna Baszler. She just jumps on her back, eliminates her from the match. And Natalia, she kind of just creeps up, pulls a little bit of like a hyena move, and just, you know, picks up the scraps, steals herself a win, and earns herself a um a number one contender spot or opportunity i guess i should say against ronda rousey but i mean one thing i will say is natty might get some you know some crap for this you know they might say well what the hell you know why are they pushing natty it's 2022 well number one the women's roster isn't just you know absolutely loaded with talent i mean we just had the women's tag team champions literally walk out you know so there's two vacant spots right there who knows what the hell's happening with some of the other women, but, I mean, beggars can't be choosers. You know, Natty's a good wrestler. She's going to put on a good program with uh, Ronda Rousey. She'll be able to carry that match in terms of the wrestling. Ronda Rousey isn't going to have to, like, I guess, throw stiff shots the entire match because it feels like her and Charlotte Flair really didn't gel that well together in the ring. I just never, I mean, it's not not to say they can't put on a good match, but I just felt like the chemistry there, it always felt like more of like a fight, you know, yeah. and that's not yeah. necessarily saying that's a bad thing, but I do appreciate a good women's wrestling match, a good technical wrestling match, and that's what you get with Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, Bailey, you know, women like that, Asuka. But, um, yeah, I do feel like Natalia, uh, and even the way she won, people might kind of, you know, criticize that, saying, oh, she kind of snuck up and stole the win from Raquel, but, I mean, if it's a six-pack challenge, you have to do something like that, you know? I mean, you're not just going to get the clean, like, I just did my finishing move, had all my power-ups, no one's around me, let me just get a clean one, two, three. Mm-hmm. You got five or four other women who are in the picture who are likely going to go try to break up that pin, and you just got to hope that you luck into the right situation to kind of steal it, and that's exactly what she did. So I'm not criticizing that by any means, not criticizing the decision. Um, I did feel like that was kind of you know Raquel's win for the taking, and they kind of went on to showcase that by making her dominate. But the fact that we have gotten two one-on-one matches with Ronda Rousey and then one of them ended up turning to them tagging together. So we've kind of seen different variations of them being featured in the same program. I just feel like now they're like, okay, like did they even say when the when the match is going to happen? Natty versus Ronda? Like mm-hmm. is it? All right, see, that's the thing. There's no juice behind this. You yeah. know, she just won in a six-pack challenge. Raquel, or Raquel Rodriguez is good enough where you can build her up through the summer reward her with a match at SummerSlam. You know, I'm not saying she's ready to win it, but you could at least get a nice, uh, solid, you know, bit of momentum behind her, you mm-hmm. know, heading into one of the bigger pay-per-views that we're going to get. Because keep in mind, Bailey's going to be coming back as well. Some other women on the SmackDown women's roster will get into that here in just a little bit. But, um, yeah, pretty much I thought that Raquel was the, was the smart decision, but I'm not upset 
with Natty. So a long-winded answer there is I, I'm not upset with the decision. I'm excited to see Natty, uh, what she can do here. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was, like you said, it was, it was uh, good from, I guess you could say all angles. You know, some people kind of out of the picture, you know. Aaliyah, she took that nasty gut wrench. From she Shana. wasn't, yeah, she wasn't even trying to win. She wanted to take out Shotzi, and then, yeah, she got eliminated yeah. by Shayna. <clears throat> I was like, gosh, dang, you know, like there's just some botches happening tonight. With well, all there was like, one later. I'll get to that. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah. But um, I, I don't know, man. I kind of see like how it was going, you know, like, of course, like people have to do that, like you were saying, kind of get in where you fit in type stuff, you yeah. know? So, I mean, I'm not mad, mad about it at all either. I kind of see like, Natalia as like the veteran, you know, out of them. So I mean, it's not like she's gonna like fail at this, you know. I I think that she's gonna make like Ronda Rousey at least look better, you know, in ring and everything. Because I kind of see her as like the like mentor for like uh, Shotzi and Aaliyah, you know, just because like some of the backstage uh, packages that they have. So. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I feel like Natalia and Shayna Baszler were really the only two options that you had to win this one because like i mentioned raquel yeah it would have made sense but at the same time still a little bit too early you know maybe just putting a little bit on her too fast Shayna, i mean everybody wants to see that the Shayna baszler versus ronda rousey that one would have made sense i mean that's probably the more popular matchup that people are going to want to see i guarantee we hear that more and more throughout the week and throughout you know once smackdown actually you know gets beaten into the ground by everybody people are going to say hey Shayna baszler probably should have won this match but you know it is what it is Shayna Baszler could have done what Natalia did. She's the one that went and jumped on Raquel Rodriguez's, or yeah, jumped on her freaking back and decided to choke her out. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Natalia's a little bit smarter. I mean, you got to be smart in this business. If you want, it's a doggy dog world, so to speak. But, anyways, yeah, Natalia does advance. She earns herself that opportunity. You got anything else to add on that one before we move on? They did have a little bit of a face off, uh, Ronda Rousey and Natalia after the match is over. Natalia obviously wearing that new gear. She did look damn good. A little bit of like a kill bill or kill bill, sorry, yeah. type vibe. So uh, definitely enjoy that. Yeah, I was gonna point that out. I mean, I like I don't know if it was just the outfit that made her like look a lot better and everything. I was just like. Dang, she came down the ring, you know, like, I don't know if, like, somebody said something about her, and she, like, smiled at them, like, real hard on, like, whenever she cut the corner and stuff, so I was like, okay, she's coming down here with a little excitement, a little bit of extra energy, I guess you could say, but nothing I want to uh, point out was, like, the the graphics that they, I guess they deleted from Zylee's entrance and stuff, I was like, man... That's good, you know, especially if she didn't do like much of that freaking the taekwondo moves. Yeah. yeah, I was like, okay, you know, just go out there and do your thing. But I mean, I didn't really have too much from it. Raquel Rodriguez, though, she is looking good. Oh my gosh, Raquel Rodriguez, she's 
She's going to be a star, without yeah. a doubt. She's going to be one of the one of the women's wrestlers who kind of follow in the same footsteps as Bianca Belair in terms mm-hmm. of just getting a lot of success early. Excuse me, and having success coming up to the main roster from NXT. Yeah. But speaking of NXT, what word would you say NXT spells out? Next. What show used to come on MTV whenever we were younger? Next. Yeah, if you're not familiar with the show Next, basically it's just whenever you tell somebody, it's like a a bus full of single people. There's like a guy or a girl, whatever, and they just kind of go on different dates. As soon as they get off the bus, they have some like cheesy thing and a little bit of facts about them. They go on a date. It lasts like one minute to like 45 minutes or something like that. And like for every minute that you're there, you get like a dollar, right? Or it's like added up. And at the very end, if she likes you, you get a chance to like go on a second date or take the money. I didn't really mean to explain the whole rules of that show, but what I'm trying to say is I would definitely say next to this lady that we're talking about here, and that is Lacey Evans. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, see, a little bit of a, a long-winded response, a little bit of a you know long way to get here for me to tie it up there. But, yeah, Lacey Evans, I'm not a fan of this. They're bringing her back to SmackDown. I'm like, oh, all right, hold on, hold on. So we are forced to <clears> – <throat> excuse me <laughs> – Listen to all your BS sob stories five weeks in a row, you know, hearing you, you know, pour your heart out, all that good stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then inexplicably, you just get moved to Raw. You go over there. I'm guessing it didn't go so well, right? Because here you come running back up to our door on SmackDown, wanting to just, you know, hey, you know, I was hoping you guys still had room for me over here. You know, I'm not really doing anything on Friday night, so thought maybe I can come, maybe, you know, get on the roster or something. We don't want you, all right? So no, no, honestly, the the division itself is a little bit thin. So we will take anybody we can get. So jokingly, obviously, or in all seriousness, we'll take Lacey Evans. But man, I just don't know what the hell we're getting from her. Honestly, like it seemed like she was a, a flat out babyface. All the signs were pointing to Lacey Evans being a babyface, and then we get the rumors that she's turning heel, and you you can kind of believe it and. Just seeing this new version of her, but we haven't seen her in the ring yet. You know, we're barely seeing her make appearances, although next week she does make her return to SmackDown. I want to see her in the ring, you know. Get her in a match with somebody, for Christ's sake, now, you know. Like, that's kind of what I want to see. If she comes out next week and she's telling a sob story, it's time to get our shovels out, bud, because we're going to be burying her next week on the SmackDown review. Well, I mean, I could totally agree with that. Like, seeing her go to Raw, I was like, okay, hopefully they got something going on for her. And then for it to be, I don't, I don't even know, like within a week, maybe the same week. Yeah. And to see her coming back, I was like, they have no idea what. what They're just what playing to hot do, potato. That know? sucks, dude. Honestly, and you've seen people get cut, you know, yeah. for this because oh, damn, we, we've tried. You know, we've sent you back and forth in different shows. I mean, what's next? NXT? You know, going to send her back down there? But I mean, that's the thing is, I don't want them to cut her. That's it. Like, I don't want them to. Just because I'll say next, you know, and send her on the on the way, that's not necessarily mean that I want her to go because I want her to be on the roster. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's the thing is, like, you got to find, a like, a, I guess, a home or, like, a niche, something like that, you know, and, like, mm-hmm. get comfortable in that role because right now it's like she can't even find a home on a, on a roster, on a brand, if that's the way you look at it, if there's still a brand split or whatever. But, I mean, how, how is she going to find, like, programs to get in you know mm-hmm. people to work with consistently if she's not even like on the same show on a weekly basis you know so hopefully that this is i mean you would hope you know we we, we do we got to give them the benefit of the doubt here they brought her back you know so they've only gone there 
to Raw once, tried it out, it didn't work out. Maybe they're like, okay, SmackDown's in desperate need of some help, you know. So maybe they're bringing her back over here. But I will say, like I just mentioned, man, I'm over the video packages. I'm over the sob stories, dude. You can only feel so sorry for somebody, you Mm -hmm. know. I'm there with Lacey Evans. Let's get on to some wrestling. Let's see what you got. Let's see what kind of heel you're going to be now. And I'm interested, and I'm all for it. But if you're not going to do that, it's going to be hard for me to get invested for sure. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I mean, it's just like so up in, up in the air with what they got going on. Just not making sense. And I don't know her, you know. So she, she's like a new character to me for for me to see this as like a fan watcher, you know, it's just kind of like what the heck is going on type thing, you know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, she seems like she has the background, right? You know, yeah. military. You know, strong, oh, she's a badass. Woman. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She seems like she can probably go out there and do some work. But I mean, for it to be in the hands of other people right now, it's just, it's just not a good situation for viewers. You know, that's. How I see it. Man, Lacey Evans, let's just say you definitely want to see her get back in the ring, but for sure. She is a very good wrestler, number one. <clears throat> and then So would you say like technical? Like how you were saying about like uh, Becky Lynch type category or more of like uh, No, because Ra- she didn't yeah, she she's not I would say she's definitely more in the Raquel Rodriguez okay. type category because she she wasn't like you know, wrestling since she was like 18, you know, she was a military background. She's a mom, all that stuff. She just so happens to be a badass, an ass kicker. And probably, you know, maybe was a wrestling fan growing up or something like that. I don't know. I feel feel like if she was a wrestling fan growing up, we'd have probably heard about it by now and how there was some type of, you know, traumatizing experience that happened while she was at a wrestling show and somehow ties into right now. But anyways, let's yeah, just see. hope that Lacey Evans gets uh, in the ring soon. And that, that, that that's how it is for me. You know, I have to like ask, like I guess you could say you for like the information on like how she is like in ring and stuff like that. See, so I'm just seeing her as a a person right now. You know, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. What it's cool. Heck. I like this stage. You know, I like the stage of people coming back who've been gone for a little bit. Max Dupree, Et or I E, L A Knight. You know, Lacey mm-hmm. Evans coming back as well. Um, Gunther, who didn't necessarily come back, but he was somewhere else. WWE fans knew about him. You kind of weren't necessarily. He wasn't on your radar yet, you know. Yeah. Like you still have that that newer, newish type fan radar, where not everything you know is gonna go there. You know, some stuff's gonna you know kind of get thrown out to the wayside, and that's totally understandable. That's why I'm here to kind of help you out there in those little areas. But one situation that I know you're not gonna need help in, and you're actually very excited about, is uh, this next segment here. Mad Cat Moss returns with a new look and a little bit of an epic ambulance um, entrance. I guess you could say the ambulance kind of pulls up a little bit. The doors open. You see Mad Cat come out. Looks damn good, obviously. Like I mentioned, has a new look. We kind of wondered about the suspenders and like those shorts and all that stuff. Definitely looks more like a professional wrestler. I like that. He comes out and he cuts a very passionate promo um, talking about how that old version of Mad Cat is dead. In fact, he buried him. And he demands that Happy Corbin comes out, and he does. And then Corbin claims that Madcap is only back because he misses him. And they kind of tease the match, but Corbin obviously does the heel thing, says, I don't want it tonight, though. We'll do it on my terms. <clears throat> Excuse me, Adam Pierce, however, 
does not agree with that and decides to go ahead and make that match happen right now or next. I guess you could say we go to a commercial break. We come back. We do get the one-on-one match, but it doesn't even really get a chance to start. Honestly, it ends very quickly whenever Madcap pulls out a chair and starts to beat the hell out of Corbin. Hits him a few times in the back, jams his head right in that chair, goes grabs the steel steps from the outside of the ring, and you already know what he plans on doing, but he doesn't necessarily get a chance to do it because he's held back and ultimately stopped by the referees and other officials. So what do you think about Madcap Moss making his return only three weeks after that devastating injury? Well, let me tell you, I, I wasn't a fan of the the clothing change. I did like the suspenders and the short shorts and, you know, like those or the shoes that he had on. Like now, like this little, I don't know, like latex type stuff that he was wearing. Spandex. I was like spandex. You know, I was like, I don't know, man. But I mean, I was freaking happy that he changed his music. That that, that was a positive for me. So I was like, okay. Didn't catch that. So I'm glad you yeah. noticed that. No more game show host type stuff. So I was like, okay, man. Now I can kind of get like the little like aggressiveness out of the music from you and stuff like that. So I'm, I was definitely on board with it. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, I wasn't happy for the match. You know, I expect I wanted it to go a little bit longer. I wanted Corbin to take a little bit more of a beating and everything like that. But the way it ended, I mean, I was okay with that. That that chair was pretty bent. You know, he took those back shots and he, he knew they were coming. Pause. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, he did. I mean, you, whoa. But, anyways. Uh, uh, after Dark Show. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Totally. I mean, he was taking those shots from the steel chair, without yeah, a doubt, yeah. in the back, and it was definitely, you know, looked like it was tough on him. But oh, yeah, one yeah. thing I was gonna say is you might not have to wait very long to see Corbin take a beating because of the announcement that Adam Pierce made after the match is that they are going to be added to the card at Hell in a Cell in a no holds barred match. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get your fix. Just uh, just wait. I was gonna say yeah. Or after like this was announced, I mean, I kind of felt like it was like leading towards it you know so i was like okay yeah this is about to be happening so i was already all for it you know so i was like okay let's do this but yeah for this to be happening you know like no holds barred i hope madcap does something no he will Mm. i without a doubt i mean we'll get to our predictions here very soon but man i i do have very uh very high hopes for madcap in this one i was gonna say like i don't know if like you had caught it whenever like you know how you can catch like the the sound you know far away from the camera whenever yeah. he was like you better make this right madcap said that's adam pierce mm-hmm. i was like oh yeah we're about to get something and that's whenever like the like thoughts started coming and stuff i was like yeah yeah and uh we get more things announced for next week obviously we've already heard about the max dupree the maximum male models that first client's going to be announced next week lacey evans makes her return to smackdown next week another thing that was announced gunther versus ricochet for the intercontinental championship we get that announced by ludwig kaiser so um man i feel sorry for ricochet r.i.p to ricochet's intercontinental championship reign i do feel like he's running into the wrong guy at the wrong time and 
man, it was fun. You know, at least he still got old Samantha Irvin to, uh, you know, cheer him up afterwards. But, man, mm-hmm. I, I do not see any way, any scenario where Gunther does not walk out of next week's SmackDown with the Intercontinental Championship. I can kind of say I have one, and that's with Gulak with the little... I don't know, disqualification yeah. type thing. That's the only way I can see him holding it. Because I guarantee Gulak has to come out there and kind of like defend himself in some type of way to get himself like involved with this tag team. You know, because that whenever Ludwig, he came in, bro, he was he was kind of looking kind of nice himself, you know. So I'm not mad that even if they go into like a tag team type thing. Yeah. But to hear Gunther talk for – I don't know, my first time, I guess you could say. Dude, he sounds freaking serious. The real deal, man. Yeah. He is definitely going to make an impact next week. Uh, that's for sure. And I, I can't wait. <laughs> Dude, honestly, he's going to definitely you know jump high on my list for sure. I mean, I can't say that this isn't going to be like an offset match because you kind of got to give Ricochet like that, you know, that versatile, you know, agile, like, I don't know, skill set that he has, you know, to kind of bounce back with the big guy type thing. I don't know. So I think it's going to be kind of... He's going to sell a chop like crazy, dude. He's going to do a whole backflip. Back <laughs> yeah, feet going to get caught on the rope, something like that, you know. It's yeah, definitely dude. something that, man, I've been waiting to see that, and I'm excited that next week like we you, finally like get you to... you saying it. that I can kind of see him, like, jumping off top rope or something like that and then, like, coming into one and just, like, yeah straight head back type oh thing. yeah oh my gosh dude that that's okay that's yeah you got me hooked right there shouldn't even start talking seriously about i i have no problem saying ricochet is the best seller in wwe history like there's nobody better honestly i i would love for somebody to uh excuse me prove me wrong and uh or just throw a suggestion out there you know i just i truly don't think that i have seen for sure anybody in my time watching wrestling in any promotion Somebody who's better at selling than uh, than Ricochet. And, I mean, obviously, I've seen Dolph Ziggler. Shawn Michaels is pretty good as well. There's been a lot of people out there who have been able to, you know, do a hell of a job selling. But, man, Ricochet just, he takes it to another level, and it's every single match. Like, you never see, I've never seen Ricochet have a bad match. Mm-hmm. I've never seen him look sloppy or something like that. Like, he's yeah. always carrying the matches. And that's the number one thing is, like, he has slowed down a little bit in matches. You don't see him break out like the 720 or whatever it's called, you know, off the top rope. He doesn't do any of that thing or those things that are just putting his body through absolute hell. Probably because he knows, damn, these things are starting to catch up. You know, you've seen people who are like brutal, um, have like a brutal style, you know, those hits end up adding up. You know, eventually you're going to have to pay that credit card bill, you know, at some point. I feel like Ricochet somebody who might acknowledge that, but at some point... um, or I guess is what, what, what I'm trying to say is um, Ricochet still does not allow himself to like look sloppy in the ring. Mm-hmm. Like just getting back to kind of what I was even talking about in the first place is, without a doubt, one of the best sellers in the in the entire history of the company. And just in terms of right now, I mean, he's one of the best workers, truly. But it's just like his character, you know. It's just so vanilla as far as like, you know, there's nothing. There's no depth. There's no dimension. We don't know anything about the dude other than hey, he's good as hell in the ring. And he's fearless and he'll fight anybody, you know, but what else? You know, well, you tell us one thing about you. Tell us one thing about you as a person. What, what, what the hell did you do in high school? What'd you come from? What made you want to become a f- professional wrestler? You know, what's your mission 
here in the WWE? What's your ultimate goal? You know, something like that. Give us something, Ricochet. I mean, I feel like if you were just to add a little bit of flavor, a little bit of, I guess, like I'm trying the word I just keep coming to is dimension, you know, just mm-hmm. add a little bit of something to it. And I feel like he could maybe be a, uh, you know, a main event guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, for him to be holding the IC title, I mean, I think that's good, you know, for him to have it on his shoulders and everything like that. And, uh, man, I can't say quote for quote what, what he had said, but, like, you know, how he was holding the title and tapping it. Saying, yeah. You know, that it was going to be his after all that. I mean, the confidence, you know, I mean, it's there. I mean, it's not like he doesn't he doesn't believe in his craft, you know. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's why I'm kind of like this is going to be like a 50-50 to me. I mean, I know uh, Gunther is a bigger dude, you know, powerful yeah. and stuff like that. But I'm not going to give the benefit of doubt. See, and I feel like because Ricochet is a baby face and they don't want it to seem like he needs help unless Ludwig gets involved, mm. Gulak isn't coming out. Like, it's going to be one-on-one. And I feel like even if Gulak doesn't come out, I truly feel like Ludwig might have a little bit to do with the match. You know, mm-hmm. he might get involved and eventually cost Ricochet to where Ricochet doesn't necessarily look like a chump or like he's weak or anything like that because he technically oh, got okay, cheated okay. out. But he still loses the belt and mm-hmm. he gets put on, you know, Walter and all that stuff. So it is a way to kind of make both guys look strong or not make anybody look weak in a way to get the title off of him. Just a scenario they can do there. But moving on here to the main event, the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championship match between the Usos and Riddle and Nakamura. Uh, This match goes on for a little bit, obviously, a hell of a tag team match until Shinsuke Nakamura tries to go for like a running knee to one of the Usos, but he ends up hitting it on the steel steps. And then the Usos identify that, excuse me, and then they go directly at that. Somebody jumps off the apron, kicks him right in the back of the leg. The referee has to stop the match. He does throw up the X, but who knows? That could be a work. You know, it could be, hey, we know that the fans know what the X means. It usually means this is real. You know, somebody's really injured. So because it's a storyline, I do feel like this is fake. I I do not feel like this is a real injury. So I I think that Shinsuke Nakamura is going to be just fine. But they wanted to make Riddle look like a badass. And that is exactly what they did. And I want to just give Riddle a shout out right now, dude. Because, oh my gosh. Like, just mm-hmm. his facial expressions. The way he rose to the occasion and made it believable, dude. Like, once Shinsuke Nakamura gets kind of limped away. And he kind of walks up the stage and up the ramp. And uh, Matt Riddle turns around and he says, let's go. You know, he oh, looks yeah. at both of them. Delivers the shot to Jimmy yeah. Uso right there. Hops up on the ramp. He takes the fight to them, and it's almost like he relishes that two-on-one opportunity. Like, to, like to be completely honest, the way he was just up for the challenge and just delivering haymakers left and right, he, he was looking like the Boston Celtics out there, and the <laughs> uh, the Usos were the Golden State Warriors. But yeah, the two-on-one opportunity, and he was just kicking ass, you know, damn near done it. He damn near got it done. He had Jimmy Uso on the top rope, mm-hmm. in position to do that, you know, that typical RKO off the top rope that we've seen him do Jey Uso comes out of nowhere, gets the sneaky tag, so he's now the legal man, but somebody plays Roman Reigns' music, and it just comes up through the loudspeakers, his graphics come on the screen, obviously it distracts Matt Riddle, and it causes him to rush through that RKO and just deliver it whenever he wasn't ready, and unfortunately, it ends up being botched. I'm not sure if you saw that or not, but Jimmy Uso literally lands right on his head. He looked like he had his bell rung whenever he was walking up the ramp. Like, if you watch it, because like we said, Caleb, we watch football all the time. He's had several concussions himself. He can identify when somebody has one, and I'd had him look, and obviously he's not a doctor or anything like that, yeah, but he yeah. knew, like, gosh, dang, man, he definitely got his bell rung without a doubt. And 
you hate to see that type of stuff, but obviously, like we mentioned, Jay Uso was the legal man. So he does an Uso splash onto Riddle, gets the pin, and steals the win. And then it's revealed that Sami Zayn was the you know the person in the production truck <clears throat> who cued Roman Reigns' theme song. You know, genius. That's the thing. If he's the honorary Uso, if he's the one, if Roman Reigns is going to be gone and somebody needs to help cheat, this is genius by Sami Zayn. And the fact that he did it so successfully, I mean, he paid for it. He get, took an elbow from Matt Riddle whenever he's going out there trying to celebrate with the Usos. Because that's the thing is Matt Riddle kind of chases them up the ramp and he's not done yet. You know, he still wants chaos. He still wants to, you know, let you know what hit the fan. And he has to basically be split up as the show goes off the air. And you could just see his face, you know, spit everywhere, just going crazy, just that passion. And there's a lot of things to take away from this. Number one, is Shinsuke Nakamura really hurt? That's the thing that we're kind of asking. Is he, is he not? It seems kind of random that, um, you know, his tag team partner, Rick Boogs, was injured by the Usos. Randy Orton was injured by the Usos, and those two were kind of uniting as a way like, hey, both of our partners were injured by these dudes. Let's come together and take their tag team championships. And now another one of them gets injured by the Usos. So I could see them trying to, you know, work it into the storyline, whereas they're trying to make it seem, you know, as real as possible, you know. But that's the thing is like, man, you don't know. So they are kind of flirting with that line. Number two. Jimmy Uso, did he really get a concussion there? Like, is his bell actually rung? Because I saw him bang his head after, like, what, like a four or five feet drop mm. straight on the ring, and he was definitely holding his head there. So that's another one. Number three, what's next for Matt Riddle? Like, man, he looked like an absolute superstar going that two-on-one, showing that he he did look like he was moving at another speed. He looked like his shots were connecting at a, you know, a, a stronger force. Mm-hmm. I guess you can say they just look more powerful, you know, if, if that is a way to say it. But, man, Matt Riddle showed me something tonight that I don't feel like I've seen, and that is he's ready. He's ready to, to you know, to go to that next level. Kind of like, I mean, him and Randy Orton, yeah, they can soak up this tag team for as long as they want. But as far as like the tag team coming together to try to, you know, give Matt Riddle that main event push or that main event rub from rubbing shoulders with Randy Orton, job completed, you know, mm-hmm. success, mission accomplished. Because Matt Riddle is an absolute superstar main eventer waiting to happen. And I feel like Randy Orton has a little bit to do with that. Obviously, Matt Riddle's a talented fighter. I mean, if you're talking about actually throwing hands, there's probably not anybody not named Brock Lesnar that could take Matt Riddle in the whole WWE. So that's just number one. Maybe Bobby Lashley, I don't know. But, I mean, basically what I'm trying to say is Matt Riddle, being a former UFC fighter, is a legitimate badass. And um, I feel like sometimes he flips that switch and it's evident. And you could see it whenever it's smooth and he just looks like he's on another level. And that's what it was tonight, in my opinion. Well, I mean, that's a good breakdown right there. Definitely a lot of uh, insight. But I wasn't mad at this situation, bro. Like, when I, whenever Shinsuke kind of got hurt, I was like, okay, you know, kind of going with it. I was kind of thinking, okay. Riddle's going to get his, you know, butt kicked. And, uh, but he definitely surprised me. The thing that kind of made me remember is, like, th- like this kind of happened whenever they had the the match, you know, the unification. I don't know. It was just, like, Riddle, he was, like, kind of taking that whole, that whole match by himself, you know, because uh, Randy Orton, he had got knocked out. He was all hurt on the side of the ring and everything. So this match kind of felt like it was familiar, you know. Like, I don't know if it was like, I I, I, I don't want to hope that it's a storyline. 
You know, I, I don't, I, of course, I don't want to say that Shinsuke, yeah, you know, really I'm, injured, I'm happy yeah. that he got hurt or anything like that. But I want to say, man, Riddle just took the opportunity that was presented to him and ran with it. You know, because like you said, those shots, whenever he ran back down the, he, he, he hit Jimmy pretty good. Oh my bro. God. The, the second one, you know, the J, I was like, when he hopped on the apron. Yeah, you, you got to at least kind of, you know, he, your brother just got took one to the face. You got to be ready at least, you know. So I was like, okay, that one was kind of off. But I don't know, man. As, like, like I was saying, I think he just took that opportunity and uh, ran with it as best as you could. And, like, it just gave me, like, that familiar feeling of that last match, you know. So I was like, okay, I mean, we've seen this before. Riddle, he can definitely handle himself. So I'm like, I'm not mad at it, but, I mean – now I I, I want to see, because I I don't want to see Riddle as a tag anymore. You know, like I had called this whenever uh, he had hit Roman with that knee, and you were saying this is kind of like a Randy Orton build, and I was like, oh no no, this is happening with Riddle. Thing. Yeah, so you I'm, called it. I will say. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, bro. I mean, you you've gotten to this point. You know, or it seems like he knows what he wants to do. So I mean, right now we're just at that point where we don't know. So hopefully we get a Roman Reigns tribal chief coming out next week to actually address this situation. That's how I'm seeing it. Roman's got to show up at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been gone for like three weeks straight now. This is just unheard of in this run. You know, yeah. we talked about it. We kind of mentioned he's going to take a little bit of a lighter workload, but I didn't think it was going to happen right now, you know, I was <laughs> like thinking, immediately. Yeah, like you just got this title, you know. You I know you just kinda, unified him, yeah, you, you know. I mean. Fighting champion. That's what I kind of see, like uh, Ricochet type deal. But. Yeah. No, maybe they are just, you know, trying to give him a little bit of a breather because they know, hey, once we get back to, you know, heading into Royal Rumble, back to WrestleMania season, Mm -hmm. we're going to need you, you know, all hands on deck. But, I mean, one thing I will say that did seem kind of funny before we officially close the SmackDown part of it was whenever the camera showed Matt Riddle at the very end and, they were you know, he just had that mean look on his face, it kind of looked like he was saying – you don't take my Randy or something like that. Like if he just listened, I was like, wait, what, what are you saying? (laughs) That just seemed kind of funny. So despite having one of the better nights of his career in terms of like in ring and, you know, taking his game to another level, he could still just, you know, hit us with those funny one liners in the moment. So you got to love that about Matt Riddle. But, uh, that does do it for SmackDown. The actual SmackDown review. Are you ready to make some predictions here for the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's get into it. But I do want to point out one thing. Let's go. Sami Zayn. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Ra- ra- just a round of applause for that guy. Dude, yeah. He always deserves it. I mean, I lo- like I said last week, dude, I, w- I wanted you to watch that Kevin Owens segment mm-hmm. just because it was so funny. Him saying that, you know, that was just not a good time, Moose. <laughs> and then Kevin Owens just, wait. Did you just call me Oos? And they just start disagreeing and or disagreeing, and then he goes back, kind of rolls back to the old. Uh, you know what? I was just being nice earlier. Elias and Ezekiel, definitely different people. Yeah, and he's like, I can see take that, that back. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it, it was so funny, dude. I just, I literally got a kick, a kick out of that, and it was just like I was watching because that was whenever we didn't record Friday night. We watched it on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. I remember being in my room just laughing my ass off at that you don't usually laugh at wrestling like that and it was genuine so definitely big fan of that but uh getting here to the hell in a cell match card let's look at it and we'll go ahead and start with the match that was just added tonight madcap moss happy corbin no holds barred we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on this one i don't think honestly i think it's going to be a clean sweep here madcap moss going to get his revenge 
and uh, likely put a beat down on bum-ass Corbin. Oh, yeah. That's definitely right on Madcap on this one. Let's move on here. Rhea Ripley, Damian Priest, and Edge, a.k.a. The Judgment Day. I agree with casual wrestling fan. It just rolls off the tongue better known as Judgment Day. I mean, whenever they added the the to it, kind of threw it off, but you know it is what it is. The Judgment Day versus AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and Liv Morgan. Um... I'll go first here on this one. I do think that it's going to be Judgment Day. Obviously, they're a new faction, giving them a loss right here to basically a bunch of people who they all beat individually in their own programs, kind of just throwing them together as like a team of misfits, like, ooh, let's all team together and beat up the evil force, you know? And I don't think it's going to work out. I think that Edge has um, has his soldiers ready to rock and possibly getting a new one added this Sunday. I'm not completely ruling that out. Edge continues to tweet pictures of different wrestlers here and there but i will say guys don't be naive okay don't let him fool you because you know that crap he talks about everybody in the in the audience oh you guys are so stupid i can do this and that i can do this well i guarantee mark my words he's going to say something here in a few weeks saying i tweeted out pictures from all these different wrestlers and you guys just bought into it like a bunch of sheep a bunch of idiots thinking I would actually tweet, you know, so that's what I'm saying. If he tweets a, a person, a, a photo of anybody, mark them off the list. Immediately mark them off the list as somebody who can possibly join the group because, number one, he's a professional. He does things brilliant. He's not going to tip his hand. Keep in mind, this is a guy who kept his return, his Royal Rumble return, <clears throat> which is one of the biggest in the past 15 years. He kept that under wraps, you know, complete secret from even the people that were competing in the ring. Some of them didn't even know. And... I just feel like with this, he's not going to just put it on social media. You know, he's not going to tip his hand like that and ruin the surprise. He's all for the element of surprise. So really quickly, I just wanted to kind of get that out of the way. Don't fall into the trap, okay? Because you know Edge is going to be calling, you know, talking, you know what, calling you guys this and that. And uh, I just want you guys to know, hey, be aware, see it coming, because I promise you, it is coming down the pike. But yeah, uh, I got Judgment Day on this one. I agree with that one. All right, two for two. Now let's move on. Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel. I'll let you go first on this one. Well, I'm definitely going to ride with Kevin Owens on this one just because, honestly, I don't, I don't even have a reason for this, bro. I just, uh, I'm more of a Kevin fan or a Kevin Owens fan rather than a Ezekiel fan. So, I don't know. I just don't have, yeah, a good reason for it. Well, Jonathan, may I call you Jonathan? Yes, sir. Uh... I gotta say, man, I'm on the Zeke train on this one. Oh. Honestly, I do. I want to hear Zeke speak. I do. I want to hear <laughs> Zeke get himself. Well, number one, I want to see Zeke. I want to see yeah. Zeke get himself a win here. And I just think that um, Kevin Owens can afford it. You know, mm-hmm. he really can. We saw Elias, his brother, Ezekiel's brother, take so many losses. You know, loss after loss, week after week, being you know the joke of the entire company for the most part. His brother doesn't want to follow in those same footsteps. You know, he doesn't want to just go down that same road. So I think he is going to kind of, you know, steer his own ship, you know, maybe walk his own path. And it's going to start here by going 1-0 and in pay-per-views and getting a win here against the dude that just is taking shots at his, at his integrity, number one, taking shots at his manhood. I mean, imagine being a whole person and someone saying that you're not who you are. I mean, number one, show some damn respect, Kevin Owens. Number two... I think he's going to take a loss here. I'm rolling with Zeke. So our first disagreement here on the predictions. Whatever you say, Sammy. But anyways, <laughs> continuing on here, Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Now, 
I don't know if they fought twice. I know obviously Lashley got the surprise upset win at WrestleMania. People didn't think that. People thought that, you know, Omos was just it'd be smart for them to give him the win, but he, you know, got beat at Mania. I'm not really sure if they've had a rematch since then, so that is on me. But right now, Hell in a Cell, do you think Lashley can do it again? Well MVP is going to be a ringside. That is a factor there. Man, I I wanna ride with Bobby on this one, just because, man, if it, it that babyface deal that he got going on, man, I, I, it feels like it's just like natural now, you know, like it's like people are starting to get behind it and everything. And the Omos, I feel like, man, he's just he's just like that big guy for nothing still, you know. Like uh, MVP is like still that dude, you know. Like what do you what did you say? Like handling the strings up top, puppet master, yeah, puppet master type thing. That, that that that's how I see it, you know. So I mean, I felt like the the match that MVP and Bobby Lashley had was better than the two or the matches that we've been getting between Omos and Bobby. Just because I don't know if you had caught that steel cage match that they had where he had threw him out of the fence and then Bobby like like the fence fell down. Yeah, is that cage match? Yeah. yeah. And I was just man, I was just like. I mean, I I get it. You know, that's the uh, form of winning right there. You know, other or opponents or I guess you could say anyone's feet lands on the other side of the ring, you know, wins. But I just didn't feel like that's the way that a still uh, cage match should be won. You know, I feel like somewhat form of the hell in hell in the cell. But I don't think it should have won with Bible actually being thrown out of the cage like that you know so i i think that bible actually you know being in more of the secured area you know he's going to take advantage of that you know one-on-one hopefully yeah i think that uh <clears throat> omos is uh i'm picking omos here i, ju- I just do i think mvp is going to have a have a say in this mm-hmm. i think he's going to interfere one way or another and get the win but what about the u.s title theory versus mustafa ali who do you got here and this is Something that I can. You calling it a Lunchable? Yes. Big Lunchable right there. I can't even get behind this. I mean, I kind of felt like, you know, Austin Theory, he was just like handed this thing, you know. I'd rather see, was it Finn Balor holding this uh, championship still? But I don't know, man. I, I just don't feel like we got Austin Theory against Mustafa. You know, dude, that was like. Uh, what would you say, like on strike type deal? Yeah, I was like, I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. So I mean, if I had to choose somebody, I'm gonna go with Mustafa. Mustafa, okay, Mustafa. I'm agreeing with you. I yeah. am. I think that Mustafa is gonna win, <clears throat> but not because necessarily I just you know don't necessarily have a reason why. I personally think that because how like cuz keep in mind dude, have you watched Raw over the past few weeks just kind of seeing well, this I, I I missed this last uh, Monday, but yeah. I have been keeping up. It's pretty it. much just the same stuff as far as like him kind of getting like embarrassed, mm-hmm. Mustafa, and um this pay-per-view is in his hometown of Chicago. Okay. So something just tells me that they they're, they're going to have a little bit of a payoff. Now obviously you alluded to it. He's, you know, had a real life like hey fire me you know i don't want yeah. to work for this company anymore all that stuff on the internet but here we are here he is still working for us and mm-hmm. i do or for the wwe sorry but anyways um i do think that 
maybe they patch things up, you know, maybe, I mean, he hasn't had any of those tweets in a long time, you know, maybe he's been featured on TV and not necessarily a prominent way, but maybe his day is coming, you know, maybe that day is coming here this Sunday. Whereas, Hey, we wanted to make it seem like you were, you know, getting humiliated. It wouldn't really make a whole lot of sense for us to humiliate you three weeks in a row. And then all of a sudden humiliate you at the paper, you know, the paper used for that time for you to persevere, for you to, you know, achieve the, um, the unachievable, you know, yeah. to beat the guy who no one thinks you can beat because of this reason. And I think Vince McMahon likes to swear people and say, you don't think you want to put the title on him? I don't give two, you know what? I'll put the title on him right now. And who knows? So I am picking Mustafa Ali to upset Austin Theory and get the win. But moving on to the Raw Women's Championship, triple threat match, Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Becky Lynch. This one's kind of weird, all right? I'm going to roll with Bianca Belair because I just truly don't think that it's worth taking the title off of her, but I'm not going to lie. Becky Lynch, just you can never count her out. She's like Tom Brady, you know? I mean, as long as she's in the match, I truly think she has a shot to win it. Well, for me, I'm going to go with Becky Lynch on this. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like you said, I mean, it, it just seems like like that's where the belt belongs, you know? Like she, whenever she was uh, holding that belt, man, it's just like watching every match or every little promo that she had was just entertaining, you know? She, like, played it so well. Like, even when she lost, you know, I was just like, wow. I mean, the the thing that really got me, I don't know if you remember, is like whenever she said like that she she sold her soul for the belt and everything. Yeah. I was like, you know, she was really something believable, you know. So, like, her holding that thing, like, like I said, even not like her sobbiness and everything like that, it's, it's great. You know, I can follow her, you know, ups, downs. I don't know. It's just something about the way that she she plays it, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, that's definitely who I want to see win out of this. Just because, I mean, Bianca Belair, she, you know, she had her little time, you know, but then lost it and then, you know, bounced back again. And She then, lost it around this time last year at SummerSlam. So. And I'm thinking, man, maybe they're going to uh, have them, like, a feud going to SummerSlam. That, that's just kind of like how I'm going, just because, like, what's happened and stuff like that. I don't know. I forgot how it was. Sasha? That she was supposed to be fighting? Yeah, she's, she's supposed Bella. to fight Sasha, and there yeah. was, like, no advertisement or something like that. And then, like, out of nowhere, Sasha uh, just was gone. And now, there was no now I'm kind of, like, saying now this Oscar thing has, like, a, like evolving around them, you know. So, hopefully, it kind of, you know, keeps Oscar's playing. getting pinned in this match. Dang. I don't know who's going to do it. But Oscar's gonna get pinned in this match. Okay. That's why she's there. The is thing, to take the pinfall. The thing that got me is that that miss that she shoots out of her face. Like, man, you can pull that off at any time, you know, and just like kind of like distract your opponent and do whatever you or, need to yeah. do to win. You take know? out one opponent while the other one waits, hits you with a KOD. Oh Next thing you know, gosh. you're out. Becky Lynch is sitting there with the green mist in her face. That's just kind of what I'm picturing okay. this uh, this Sunday. We definitely got two different sides of this. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. But the actual Hell in a Cell match, so it's only fitting we talk about this one last. Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. The third time these guys have gone at it. If Cody Rhodes wins this one, I feel like move over Drew McIntyre. This is the guy who needs to fight Roman Reigns. Because, I mean, he's just beating Seth Rollins three times, three straight pay-per-views. Something to definitely hang your hat on. And um, I feel like if Cody Rhodes were to lose this match, it wouldn't necessarily hurt. Because like I mentioned, he already beat Seth twice. Seth kind of needs a win here. And he has a history of having some polarizing Hell in a Cell matches. Go look at the one that he had against The Fiend. 
But um, yeah, I'm a uh, man. This one's tough. I'm gonna go with Seth. I think Seth Rollins is gonna get the win here. I'm agree with that one just because I think that he needs this. Yeah. Like rather, like you said, if Cody loses this, it doesn't matter. You know, he's already topped him a couple times, so I think that this is gonna revamp Seth in a way. I I, I don't know like what they wanna do with it possibly, just because Cody he has come out and said that he wants to go for that that main championship. Yeah. You know, like Cody's gonna bleed too. Yeah. I. I guarantee he's gonna keep or at least make that those words come into fruition you know so i i I don't know it's kind of hard to see like the direction of it but i am gonna go with uh seth rollins on this one so we are lockstep there lockstep on that one we disagree on the women's championship match we agree on the united states championship match you picked lashley right yeah okay and i picked omasta we disagree on that one we disagree on the kevin owens and ezekiel and we agree on the judgment day and also the madcap moss so okay one, two, three, four agree or agreements, and one, two, three disagreements. Okay. So we are not going to tie without a doubt. This is going to be a fun, um, fun little Sunday of watching the pay per view. But little spoiler, not going to be able to watch this one live. Mm. I told you about this. The Boston Celtics play game two of the finals on Sunday, and I'm sorry, guys, but uh, this is some serious you-know-what going on right here. Uh, Celtics haven't been in the finals in 12 years. I get 12 pay-per-views a year. You do the math. I'll definitely watch this one a little bit later on a delay and hopefully not get too spoiled, but yeah, I'm definitely going to be watching the finals live, hopefully watching the Celtics steal another win in Golden State, but you know, you don't want to count your chickens before they hatch. You know, you want to kind of just let it all play out, but... I feel pretty damn good. We'll just say that. John, oh, yeah. how you doing? You got anything to say? Any shout-outs, any plugs before we officially sign off here? Well, man, I just want to say, man, this was a good show. I'm definitely ready for Hell in a Cell. I'm, sucks that you're not going to be watching it because I ain't going to have nobody to text at the time. Yeah, true. But, I'm sorry. Discord, like hey, said, you got the Discord chat, that man. That is true. That is true. I mean, they definitely keep this thing popping. So, yeah, if you're interested in this Discord chat, I mean, we... we Plenty of people that in that are in there that uh, communicate and everything. Uh, if you want to sign up for the Patreon, you can have tiers, you know, one all the way up to 50, I believe. Yep. Yeah, Something so, like that. And, and that. It, it comes with, like, many different options, different, you know, things that you can see. You know, a lot of After Dark uh, episodes that, you know, a lot of people would be interested in listening to and stuff. So, yeah, if you're tired of these ads and everything like that and you want to kind of you know get into the smooth podcasting world that we got going on over here patreon is something that you definitely want to look into but i mean i don't know man it's gonna be tough not not to have you to text but who knows i might be i mean you can still text me you know you can still i'm not worried about spoilers i'm not worried about spoilers yeah you just said no spoilers but just kidding. Did I? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> must be it. Must be a habit or reflex or something like that. But hey, well, I mean, yeah, go ahead, man. spoil whatever uh, you got to spoil. All right. Yeah, definitely want to give you a shout out. I mean, appreciate you having me on. And everything. Right, glad to have you back. Glad to have you back. Oh yeah, De- definitely gonna make this you know s- s- regular routine and stuff like that. Maybe have some things come up. Here Sometimes there, life happens. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's why there's two of us though. Yeah, that's what know? it is. But. I was throwing up. You held you held it down for us, you know. So I mean, that sometimes was a crazy that's night what right you there. got. Yeah, that, that was, was a crazy night. Night before WrestleMania, oh my <laughs> gosh, that was wild, dude. 
Oh, man. But, yeah, definitely want to, you know, shout out the football function. If you're into sports, football, you know, right now Mike's going over uh, offenses, defenses, stuff like that. Um, Terry, he's another co-host over there. Yeah, man, shout out to that guy. He's a good friend. But, yeah, definitely want to sign off right there. I appreciate the shout outs like always, but but uh, as far as the listeners go, thank you guys so much. Seriously, it uh, means the world that you guys keep on coming, keep on listening to these episodes. But um, we'll be back next week, obviously, talking about the things that happened at Hell in a Cell, a little bit of that fallout. So I'm looking forward to that. And then some of the things we mentioned, got some juicy things happening next week on SmackDown. Like we mentioned, Maximum Male Models. It's their first client, Lacey Evans, returns to SmackDown, and we get an Intercontinental Championship match between Gunther and ricochet so definitely some things to look forward to next week as well as the pay-per-view nxt pay-per-view this week of course you got raw in between then and all the shows they're going to be dropping as far as the weekend review the um what is it the actual review from hell in a cell raw review a mailbag between now and then so you're going to definitely have some things to listen to some things to watch so hopefully you have a damn good week between now and then walk passionately in the direction of your dreams and we'll talk to you soon Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.